Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Hello, and welcome to the Lumber Connection. It is the week of February 7th, 2022, which also means that it's the week of the International Builders Show in sunny, warm Orlando, Florida. And as always, I have with me my regular experts, Justin Binning and Ken Timmons, both of American International Forest Products, or AIFP. Welcome back to the podcast, gentlemen. Hey there, Molly. Hi, Molly. Hey there. And I don't really mean to rub it in. I feel like it's probably not that sunny and warm where you guys are. But as I mentioned, this week is the NAHB IBS show, which means a few of our team, including me, are in Orlando to soak up everything we can at this event, from educational sessions to the extensive show floor. I know I've personally enjoyed catching up with a few of our SBCA members that are attending, and I've certainly had the opportunity to meet a whole new group of construction industry professionals. It's It's been a great week. That said, please ignore any strange background noise today because while I'm enjoying hearing so many perspectives on offsite construction, my offsite studio isn't quite as soundproof as I might like it to be <laughs> compared to my studio at home. So, all right, for the task ahead of us, I have a couple of questions for you today, but let's just get started with a general update from the lumber market over the past couple of weeks. Uh, I'm exhausted again. <laughs> <laughs> high flying, hiking at high altitudes. Yeah, we're, uh feels like we're kind of off to the races a bit. So we had our two weeks of quiet time or opportunity to buy lumber and it seems like uh, we're we're uh, right back into the, the thick of it. You know, so many of the, the things that we continue to talk about and are reoccurring topics on here, which are prevalent in the trade every single day. One of them being logistics is it just continues to be the the hot topic. Um, whether that's again the lack of rail cars out of Canada causing disruptions in, in wood coming into the states. Um, obviously, what we've got going on with trucks, it's magnified so much in terms of how, again, we're purchasing lumber and how folks are able to or not able to stay out of the market for many different reasons. It's so multifaceted than I feel like it ever has been before. So we've seen a, a bolstering of really everything. I feel like um, as far as products and species, and we found some price breaks on a few items here and there, uh, but it wasn't necessarily a widespread event um, in terms of trying to find some discounts and prices. And now we're looking at uh, spring right around the corner. And we've still got a lot of building ahead of us. It just feels like kind of a repeat of last year, to be honest. Completely agree. I mean, it's it's interesting how if you laid graphs of this year and last year on top of each other, where these bull runs are happening. You know, last Monday when we recorded, really, we were still in the middle of down market futures days. Market sentiment was different. There was price discovery. Hopefully, if you know, if you listened, you took advantage of whatever choppiness there was. But we hinted that there's going to be some days of futures activity followed by an emotional reaction and maybe some upprints. And Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that's what we saw. And so I think a lot of guys looking forward, the trend looks very strong. I'm not hearing any chatter of, oh, this thing's coming off now. That's a fake pump or a dead cat bounce is what we call it, which is a terrible name for the shape of a graph. You know, it seems like everyone's on the same page that this thing has at least 60, 90 days in it. Now, there might be little micro climates like we just saw 10 days ago, a couple of weeks ago, where there's, you know, some choppiness and some opportunities. But it feels like big picture going into the springtime with where we are demand wise, logistics wise, all in all, we'll be in what is largely a bull market. Well, it's like nothing really ever 
quote unquote slowed down uh, inventory levels. Guys continue to chew through wood. We've just we've got a um, backlog of lumber that's trying to get through the system that hasn't. You know, again, uh, IEC car situation out of Western and uh, and Eastern Canada and lack of uh, cars. It's forcing you know a lot of people to have to get back in and, and making some sizable purchases and then thinking about the next to Ken's point 60, 90 days. A lot of hesitancy and obviously we've had weather events that have been uh, whether it's the northeast or the south. I mean everybody's had some weather, right? Yeah. And and that's still obviously always going to play a factor and there always creates a, some a bit of hesitancy. And then at the same time when you are having those weather events it allows the ability to uh, stay out of the market for a few days at a time. The consuming regions and what we do know is had, and we talked about housing starts and permits, yeah. the need is there. And again, we're just, it's got, there's business on the books and, and guys need to get wood. And so it's, it's kind of a, feels like a scramble again for, for sourcing fiber, ultimately getting it to our customers is, is still yeah. challenging. So I know I'm kind of a broken record here. That is a good point though. This week specifically, it seems like regardless of, and it, particularly in the component manufacturing sphere, seems like guys threw in some springtime loads just to get their name in line, right? Knowing that things, logistics might not be getting better, right? seems like order files took a bigger leap this last week than they had previously, just because people kind of saw the momentum and jumped in place. Not necessarily needing that wood right now, but knowing they will, um, and just getting something on on the record. No different than, you know, that fancy restaurant down the street where you put your reservation down for May 15th and you hope that they call you on April 3rd and move you up. Same sort of feeling. And that's that has not been taking place the last couple of months. I'd say that's interesting. Also, I would, uh, another interesting trading insight is there's a lot of substitution going on, mostly away from Spruce, especially out of the West. Hearing that West Fraser is taking a mill or a couple mills down because of their logistics challenges. That, I think, widely is stimulating a lot of the futures board activity. Well, not coincides with panels, too, right? I mean, correct. Yeah. Same, same idea there. I mean, it's a big thing. Right. But then that just translates to the other species in other markets. Like, for example, in the West, Doug Fur, Hem Fur, we're getting a lot of uh, substitutors away from spruce picking into that fiber basket. So, you know, the ripples just get sent through the whole system. It's interesting. I'm really trying to um, sort of balance, balance is the word I'm looking for, but I'm having trouble coming up with the right one. But like, you know, the buzz here, obviously, in Orlando is so strong and construction is, you know, everyone's so excited about it. And yet, you know, I obviously I've been talking with you guys for, you know, a year now. And certainly there's been a lot of talk about the transportation concerns and trucking specifically. But it's interesting to, this is sort of like an interesting um, juxtaposition of like energy and buzz and everyone's so excited. And then it's like, yeah, but there's some really serious reality in the lumber supply here, um, domestically, especially. A few episodes ago, the three of us talked about the new Canadian softwood lumber tariffs. And then Sean and I did a little bit of a like special kind of educational about how that all kind of came about and what happens and how it happens. Uh, but we reported in industry news this week, and I also heard in at least one of the economic forecast sessions that I attended that the DOC is now backed off on the tariffs from like, what, 17.9, so right about 18% to like 11.64. So that brings us down, you know, a bit closer to where we had been, which was like around 9%. Do you feel like the lower tariffs will help 
And if so, how long do you think it will take for this, you know, recent move to start potentially having an effect on U.S. lumber supply? Certainly not right at this moment. That's for sure. <laughs> no, um, no, it's not immediate, of course. We'll get it across the border. So, I mean, again, this is something that's it's it's dates back decades, right? Yeah, literally. So, I mean, it's not something I've spent a lot of time thinking or, or really worrying about. Um, I think overall, the the amount of lumber that's being produced is ultimately what what um, you know what sets our, our precedent between supply and demand and and I know what we are, we're looking out out of Canada which is continued lack of supply what I also know is much better takeaway on the C- Canadian border as well so really I know and I noticed a lot of the posture was you know in this last couple of weeks two three weeks was a lot of the Canadian mills maybe they weren't getting their number stateside but they were Canadian side and so there was very little need really for the mill to to look at any substantial counters um, at times. So okay. interesting there. But again, I, I think with the in terms of that, it's obviously it's it's part of the trade, but I don't think at this point and we're, we're slated for this type of activity, both in multifamily, single family, and I think obviously high expectations for our repair and remodel sector, it really makes much of a difference. Yeah, that's it's a little disappointing, right? It would be hopeful that some of these things might help infuse uh, some more wood back into our market here. But, you know, one of the other things that's come up this week is that Russia has indicated it will no longer be exporting lumber to China. Do you guys feel like that will lead to Canada potentially exporting more logs to China? And if so, does that have a potential to have an impact on our lumber supply here? Yes, and yes. <laughs> About as specific as I could probably give you. Sure. Well, I just think it's, I mean, again, we're not ex- experts on export business. Obviously, when you look at the whole piece of business, anytime you're, you're shifting product from place to place can certainly have a, an effect, right, on the market in, in that particular region or country. Right. Um, I know, obviously, with when we talk about European and we talk about the imports coming into the U.S., those numbers are down um, and probably will be for some time based on supply chain circumstances. But as far as coming into the U.S., it's ultimately what makes sense from a logistical standpoint, where they can get the return on the product and what makes the most sense. So I know the U.S. obviously is very attractive when you're talking about $1,200, $1,300 plus wood. And so you'd think we'd, we'd see some more from other places, right? I mean, in theory, but to answer your question exactly on that, it's, it's a little bit out of my wheelhouse. But yeah, it's just... Again, new folks, you just remember, we're just a couple of lumber jockeys here. (laughs) I don't know if I'd uh, say that exactly, but in like a a positive note, I mean, there was, there's lots of positivity coming out here. Obviously, Uh, certainly people are talking about this, the same things we have, again, trucking and supply chain issues. But one of the interesting things that I heard was that in the multifamily building sector, they're talking about wanting to increase production by, and I'm not kidding, it said 50 to 100% in the short term. Like on the flip side of that, is there any way the lumber supply could ever keep up with that kind of increase? Yeah. I, I, what is it? The L's, right? Labor. Labor. Lumber. The, the love or the lust there in that sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, 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 can, you can have dreams to, you know, build 10 times as much, but it only allows you how many good working hands you have Correct, to utilize. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, for the best. You know, but I mean, labor's obviously anybody listening, running a business right now. Yeah. Nodding their head, I'm sure. It's a daily challenge, really, 
it seems like it, uh, managing folks and, and making sure you've got skilled, qualified people to fill the positions. Um, and that's been proven very difficult to do here in the last warm bodies is difficult in some places. So yes, yeah. now it is, it is, you know, we, we feels like, and again, COVID obviously the, the topic, something we can't control per se, but it does feel like we're certainly moving in a direction of more normalcy, which I'm hoping. And obviously the last jobs report was much better, which is a sign that, you know, people are potentially are feeling more comfortable going back to work or, you know, places are opening back up. I mean, bottom line where people are getting back to work, which is, which is a good sign and a good course uh, if you're into getting back to living a normal life or whatever. As we get closer to summer, I think I'm hoping that more of those things ease up. Maybe we see some of that reflection in that from a labor perspective as well. Um, one can hope. Absolutely. So I have one last question before we wrap up here today. One of the economists showed a chart that basically indicated that domestic sawmill output is currently lower today than it was in 2018. And, and, you know, we just talked earlier about a couple of mills going offline for transportation issues, which means it's even lower than it was on the chart that he was showing. Do you guys foresee more shifts, like shifts at lumber mills or even more mills coming online in the near future? I know we've talked about that a little bit, but maybe you have a little more insight than I do currently, because otherwise I'm struggling to figure out how we can even possibly keep up with demand. Well, again, I mean, I think there's demand is being met. Right. I mean, is it not? I mean, I, I know we're, it's it's very hard and prices have been exorbitant and at times it's been very difficult. But and as much as I complain daily, how much it how hard it is to buy lumber, we get it done and the jobs are going on. And, you know, we focus on lumber so much. But obviously, when you look at what it takes to build these structures, so many other things come into play. Right. And I had a customer that that uh, is in the manufacturing housing business talking to him the other day. He just found out that he cannot get insulation and does not know when he's going to get any more insulation. So that causes some hiccups and some problems. Yeah. And so you had even dating back your last couple months, a lot of jobs that were supposed to start couldn't. Again, lack of whatever it was, doors, windows, um, you know, things that you need to do to complete projects <laughs> were not available. So the can yeah. gets kicked down the road. Yeah, it's absolutely not limited to lumber. There's no question about that. I was going to say the exact same thing. The The real uh, ceiling to the lumber market is the fact that other supply chains are more goofed up, right? Windows, doors, it's right? It's a storm. We would just have neighborhoods of skeleton houses everywhere. I mean, sure. and Justin's absolutely There was right. some. I remember last year, some yeah, big like, mansions went to, like for sale in, in Georgia and the house is sold. Like this beautiful picture, no windows in it, but it is. Yeah. It's like, oh, we'll get those right. you know, eventually. But, uh, you know, that's how, how good the market is, Correct. how under inventory Correct. Uh, the market is. And Justin's totally right. I mean, it is very difficult at times to buy lumber and manage the market, all the intricacies of it and with the volatility. But I do agree. I think to a level, we do still find a way to get the job supplied and done. But it's like what you're talking about, species substitutions and uh, being able to introduce new products or adapt yes there's ever a time this is it so it's all hands on deck at all time and we're running with skeleton crews when i start first thing i said was i'm exhausted it's like you're just living in this world of high pace i mean glued plugged in like you know neo in the matrix like you just plug in in the morning put your head in the thing and like you're in a different world for 12 hours yeah 
I'm still saying we got to get that magic eight ball back out of the shop, but until then. <laughs> yeah. Well, our, ours has been pretty good yeah. here for, you know, the last, uh, I don't know, year and a half. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just well, kidding. No, but I mean, last, I, I, last week was very on the dot. Yeah. There's good information and you just have to be super, you just got to be plugged in. And again, you know, like I always talk about each week is, is being close to people that you can count on and understands your business and, and your needs and what you want. But we can get lumber. It's extremely hard and um, it's a relationship based deal. I want to go back just real quick, Molly, and talk about pricing and, and obviously where we can go. These levels now are not, they don't feel as abnormal as they did a year ago, right? We've seen yep. this before. We've seen this show. So there's a level of comfortability also. Um, I talked about la- two weeks ago or last week, last Monday, the understanding where value lies now, and, and that's still in progress. But the fact that we can trade at these levels, there's a certain, there's a level of comfortability now. And at the end of the day, if the builder gets a yes at these lumber, at these prices, the show goes on. So once that stops, what may cause that, we're going to continue to build. Yep. It's absolutely part of the conversation here, too, um, this week. You know, I mean, one of the things that that came up sort of at the very end of of one of the sessions, the sort of main econ forecast was just, what if this is the new normal? You know, what if everyone's saying, you know, supply chain issues have to heal and this needs to change? What if it doesn't? Right. You know, it, it will lead to a few things, but I think to your point, that was sort of the fallout, which is we're just going to keep doing it. That's what we do, right? Yeah, well, and, and it, will, it will, something will change eventually, right? All things change. Yeah, absolutely. So we will have a large shift at some point and something will be the, the obviously the root of, of why that has happened and, you know, we'll explain it. But right now, given the dynamics that we're in, we're in probably a, a, a pretty prolonged session of extreme volatility uh, i'm not saying another year it could be five years yeah i think that's it we need to think longer term than we have historically about this you know it was it's sort of like COVID, right it feels a little bit like that where it was like well first it was two weeks and then it was like well let's get through the next couple of months and now here we are two years later and it's two and a half still years. hanging out <laughs> well, yeah i guess it is yeah about two years but yeah it feels yeah. feels like four years but uh, right yeah well i think we've covered a lot of territory I threw you guys a couple of questions I know you weren't expecting, so I appreciate the quick, quick on your feet answers. I hear what you guys are saying. There's wood to be bought. And so you got to find the people you trust and, and make the deals and keep building. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I think it's a great time because it, there's a, there's a solid buy that's happening, but like, you're still like, I still feel like we're, we can trade some product, yeah. you know, yeah. like there's, I'm not saying no nearly as much as I was you right. know, four weeks ago. And it's a good time for guys to strengthen their supply chain too, right? Yeah. Are we in Are we in an upward trending market? Absolutely. Is it as crazy it will likely get right now? No, I might see it might get more emotional and worse later. So you might as well make a couple extra calls and introduce yourself to some people and see if you can add a little more value to your supply chain that way. It never hurts to have an extra, an extra arrow in your quiver. That's right. All right. Well, I think this pretty well wraps up our episode for this week. Ken, Justin, as always, thank you so much for your continued expertise and enthusiasm. As always, I have enjoyed our time together, albeit brief, and look forward to the next installment of The Lumber Connection. Us too. Very cool. Always a a pleasure and an honor to be able to ramble on and um, hopefully 
you know, help somebody. Yeah. Hope, hope all our listeners are well. And we appreciate all the support. Love to hear any feedback you guys might have for us too. So absolutely. Yeah. Appreciate all you guys. Thank you guys both. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.